Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, Ross Barber. And Marcia Novelli. We're so excited to have California-based Vietnamese-American director Steve Nguyen with us. Um, he is a director, writer, producer, and co-founder of Studio APA, and we're looking forward to getting to know him and finding out what he's working on. So, Steve, how's it going? It's a pleasure to be here with you guys, man. It's been a long time coming, and uh, just, you know, I'm coming off a cloud right now. Things have been kind of hectic, but... Uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be here to talk to you guys. Um, and the awesome. All ours. We should probably just address why I sound like I'm, um, I don't know what I sound like, Marge Simpson. <laughs> um, kind of, actually. I lost my voice, so this will be a really fun and interesting interview for that, for that reason. <laughs> so we're going to put Marcio on voice rest for a while. Um, Steve, we like to start our interviews off by asking you to tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Okay. Uh, number one, I require at least two bowls of breakfast cereal a day just to function. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's it's just been a thing. Does that know? have um, to be in the morning, or can that be any time? Oh, dude, any day oh. of the week. Because uh, no, man, it's just like it's just a high. You know, like some people have things that they, they really want to eat. Like some things that like you know, some people like doing juice cleanses. Some people like eating steak at least once a week or whatever i just i just like cinnamon toast crunch and <laughs> wheat toasts and you know just I, i'm a fan of breakfast and brunch you know i eat it during dinner so I'll, that's that's one thing i guess uh, another thing is i have a very very serious pop culture reference encyclopedia in my head <laughs> So, like, it dates back all the way to, like, old, old days, you know, like, up until, like, what's new now, you know, and it's just being entertainment, it's just, you know, it's just being a fan of all the stuff that you've been exposed to as a kid and whatever, and through parents and stuff like that. I just have a serious pop culture reference. Like, 99.9% of the time, my wife doesn't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, a lot of stuff in conversation comes up, and I just say something, like, totally esoteric, and she, like, you know, she gives me the stink eye. So, you know, I, just to know, just to know that... If you're going to throw any jokes at me, anything relating to anything in general, like pop culture, I will probably pick up on it real quick. So that's another thing. I'm a TV junkie. I'm a TV junkie and movie junkie. Obviously, that's why I'm in film, right? So, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's it travel. You know, it's like one of those things where you look at it and it's like, well, you know, this is going to rot your mind as a kid. This is going to do some serious damage and you're not going to get anywhere. But... You know, things turned out all right. I think, right? <laughs> so, was that was that three? It seems like they did. Was that three? I think there was two. No, no, no. There's there one more. There I think, more. yeah, we, you still owe us one. Oh, yeah. yeah, you still owe us one. Yeah. <laughs> There's one more. I am, I am a serious shoe and hat collector. 
serious shooting hat collector. Like how serious? Oh, dude, it's it's so bad now. Um, you know, like it's some people say it's a hobby. It's borderline hoarding, but <laughs> you know, it's really it's really that's what it is. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, uh, it's not a good thing in general, but it's like it's pretty much what I'm giving you. So yeah. Going back to kind of the earlier point of yeah. your career. Now I, I recognize you from a show. I okay. want I want to see if you can guess which show it was. <laughs> sure. Can you give him a hint? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah oh yeah. yeah. That might that may help. <laughs> but well, no, this, yeah. if I give you this hint, it's gonna be too easy. It was on Nickelodeon. Okay. Okay. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. <laughs> I can't think of any other hint that wouldn't give it away. Uh, uh, there's a few. There's a few. There's a few, man. Uh, narrow it down, man. Yeah, you got to narrow it down. Uh, yeah. Look, are we talking? I mean, are you are you afraid of the dark? Is yes, we are. Yeah. We're talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> it was the Classic. best. I used to always watch Are You Afraid of the Dark. Oh yeah, yeah. You know they have it on Netflix now. I think. You guys get Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they have like a few series. Like they just put it up. They're putting up all the vintage stuff up there and I'm like loving it, man. It's yeah, like man. seriously awesome. a time killer. Like if I have downtime, man, like they're putting up all the good stuff. Like back in the 90s and 80s when we grew up, like all these crazy retro things. Like when, oh man, when television was at, at its golden age. So, but now it's kind of like, are yeah, you dude. Yeah, okay. Of course. Tell Ross he has to watch oh, Seinfeld. He's never watched. I'm sorry. I've never Ross. seen. I've never seen an episode of Seinfeld in my life. Dude. I know. And I know. I know. I should. And you. You probably hate me now secretly, <laughs> not so secretly. But no, I've never seen Seinfeld. Sorry. Oh my god. Well, I just wanted to go back to your acting, <clears throat> your early acting days. Um, actually, of course. I actually have a question for you. Um, yeah. Do you feel like it's very different acting on for a t television show versus a film? And how do you approach that differently? Yeah, you know what? Um, I think every actor approaches the medium differently because it's catered to a certain format. Yeah. You know, and um, just from being behind the scenes longer than actually doing the acting, because the background of my acting was like, I was I got into it younger, you know, mm -hmm. so... Um, you know, I, I was fortunate to really, I, I use it as a networking tool more so than an actual occupational experience because mm -hmm. long term, I, I always knew I was going to get into writing or producing right. down the line, right? So acting was kind of like a vehicle, like a gateway to kind of like meet new people. And um, I think the approach for everyone was different. My approach was mainly, um, you know, just try to get in, try to nail the auditions and uh, once we get to the set, it was really just about following instructions, people telling you what to do, how to emote. Sometimes directors would give you good advice. Sometimes they would just let you do things kind of off the fly. And, um, you know, it depends who you worked with. But mostly network television, it was, um, they wanted you to have as much fun as possible because the young people, they didn't want, to, they didn't want them to feel too restricted on camera. Off camera is, off, you know, obviously like a different story, but... Mm -hmm. You know, on camera, it's you're catering to a different market. You know, like television. Essentially, uh, certain broadcasts are formatted for kids, and some are formatted for adults. 
And um, you, yeah, and you learn that. And um, I think that's why the approach is different. For films, you know, the rating systems are in America are a little bit like, um, you know, if it's violent, if it's action based, and you know, there's obviously certain things that have to be screened out by critics, and you know, just things to look out for. That's what you have to notice, and uh, um, that's what your the film is catering to is the, a certain genre or age group of people that are trying to get you know, a certain message across and trying to do it in a certain way. Um, you know, it's just very much like an advanced version of, let's just say you're in a studio and, um, you know, you're getting your pictures taken. You know, people tell you where to stand and people tell you what to do and yeah. you have to learn your lines on the night, you know, or on the day, you know, so it's, it's preparation more so. And yeah, it's just, it's just that as the process. Is that something that you enjoy doing? acting every now and then yeah but um i think back then it was difficult for me because the challenge was uh, at least for my um commercial agent it was tough for just uh, asian to get any kind of gig whatsoever um i know for a fact that commercial auditions were, were kind of brutal at certain points in time and everyone can vouch for that anyone that you uh that you know in the commercial business mm -hmm. can tell you that like they look for specific things and they kind of like look for just ways to demean you, you know, in any way to just see kind of like, well, just to sell a product really. So yeah, ex exactly. Yeah. So I, I got the, I got that experience. I also got to be a part of some cool network, uh, programming shows and, um, Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. And I think that experience was more value than anything. Um, even at a young age, you can definitely say that, you know, those were memories you could definitely hold on to. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I made yeah. friends that were that were actually way, way better off than I was as a child star or actor. Because I, I just got like these guest roles or these little speaking gigs and little appearances, maybe like one or two commercials. And, you know, like, I, I had I considered that in a way success just from yes. what I've learned. Absolutely. And the exposure that it had. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was good. I guess out of all the the many creative things you do, it seems like acting was kind of the first thing, um, the vehicle that you took, like you said, to get to kind of where you really wanted to go. Um, would you say that would be writing? Yeah, or man. Or directing? <clears throat> you know what? The the proof is in the pudding, right? Um, mm -hmm. So so writing was always kind of something I've been, I don't want to say born with, but kind of I've honed over the last, like, 10, 15 years, it was like a very formative skill uh, that developed as I hit high school. For me, like my hobbies are a lot, uh, they deal a lot with like storyboard creation. Like, so I'm very visual, I, I draw. Um, and, then, and, then I, and then I write, you know, like the storytelling aspect is something that I've been kind of like blessed to have because not a lot of people are very creative in certain things that they try to execute on film. And some are but they don't have the proper, you know, execution from, from a technical standpoint. Right. You know, I was doing a lot of writing. It was, you know, I was able to get stuff done, um, just on my off time. And in high school, they had a contest or not a contest, but it was like something that was sponsored by Lionsgate at the time. Um, yeah. And they were accepting scripts from students, like high school nice. students. And, you know, like just so happened, um, if you, happen to place really high or they liked what you did they would invite you to come on to like a six eight week program during the summer and just kind of like 
work on real projects with you know other writers like wow. professional screenwriters yeah so I think that's how I got started. Um, mm-hmm. You know, high school, we got into a program, or I got into a program, and I got to work with so many people who w- eventually went on to do great USC student films. Uh, they got to work on, you know, major productions for like Warner's, Warner Brothers and right. Touchstone. Um, yeah, like the major, like Universal. Um, yeah, and eventually after that program, luckily, like I think by chance, a few years later, my uh, commercial agent got hired as a NBC production controller for major motion films. So, you know, the opportunity kind of like evolved for me to jump onto something that I totally wasn't planning for. Isn't that part of success is recognizing an opportunity? Exactly. No, it is, man. Like it's the risk that you take that eventually will either bog you down or will get you to a place that higher in a certain point in your life where you can just jump off of that next platform and get to something yes. better. And if, fortunately for me, that was the case, you know, so. Yeah. Is it something that you see in hindsight now or is it something that you really saw in the, pro- in the process as well? Oh, in the process, definitely. Oh, really? Wow. It, yeah, in the process. It was like, I think everything in my mind was sort of by design. And I think because I took such a long break from writing from the gra- from when I graduated from high school to like maybe like my second year in university, that's when the opportunity kind of flourished. So it gave me sort of like time to kind of like adjust to like a new lifestyle. And then um, while retaining all of the connections that I had in the past, it was like it made sense for me to want to get involved with the next production in my life, which was... Uh, Fast and the Furious 3. Yeah, absolutely. Tokyo Drift. Yeah, and it was like a new production, a new, uh, yeah, it was like just a new directing team, a new production team. And they just revol- uh, revamped the franchise from the second one. So absolutely. that's what eventually happened. You know, like we, the opportunity came and I just took it, man. I took that's, it. That's it. That's what you got to do, man. Yeah. yeah and, totally. Oh, so so yeah. you you started, well, you co-founded um studio apa so i know it's kind of moving on oh yeah we're to a different kind of aspect yeah we're, we're yeah. moving on to a whole but you do so many you do so many different things so <laughs> i know um, so many things to talk about excuse me i know yeah of course so tell, tell us a little bit kind of um how everything started and and where that fits in i guess in the whole picture of of what you do mm-hmm. you know like after working as a writer for like five years at universal it was just kind of like time to move, like migrate, because during the writer's strike, it was really tough for writers to kind of like continue from that point on. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that they walked away with so little and writing is a really, really essential foundation of any script that or any anything that you do, even music, you know, anything like the, that's the blueprint of Absolutely. the entire project. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, everything else. Cause that's kinda, the message. Everything else kind of blossoms. It's like the seed. Everything else grows from that. Yeah. Right? Like a, a great yeah. actor can't hide terrible writing no exactly you know so like you need to have something to work with so yeah yeah, totally the writing is so important i think it i think a lot of time writing doesn't get as much credit as it deserves i think like there's definitely something there yeah like you said they don't appreciate the seed in the ground they Mm -hmm. appreciate the tree that flourishes 
Exactly. Yeah. Actually, just as a sign, I always find it interesting that actors get the most attention. I'm not taking away from, like everyone in the creative yeah. industry. I have respect for and anyone that that is. Of course. They do. It's just always interesting how actors do get the most because um, they're they're kind of the front person. You know, people just see them, but they're not realizing the direction and and the writing and the production, everything behind them. You know. Of course not. No, of course not. But you know, that's just due to the nature of exposure, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's just, you know, you just learn to accept it. I, I honestly think that everyone plays an important integral yeah, role. And you're right. And you're right. And you're right. But yeah, no, no, I totally get you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the nature of the business. It's the people who show the most face get the most credit. You know? So, so yeah. how does that all kind of tie in with Studio APA? So like you were doing all that and then mm-hmm. what made you, what inspired you to start Studio APA? Well, the inspiration was a project I had uh, brewing from like the end of college. And I think it was um, it was just a pet passion project that I really wanted to follow up with. And it was from a personal standpoint of a friend of mine who had just gone through something or not just gone through, but she goes around the world telling her story of just how she survived the atomic bombing of Hiroshima. Yeah, and you know, visually, I can only imagine it as like something only that can only be told in an animation. Yeah. And I and Studio APA is essentially the reason why. Okay, so Studio APA is something I, me and my partner Charles or Chaz, created um, mainly as a gateway to expose our animation to the world and. I feel that like animation is really the only way that people can understand certain things and tune into it a hundred percent differently because it's just it tunes a different thing in your head that gets you to want to like pay attention to it more. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be it might be like color. It might be the way that we're able to flex like different visuals, but ultimately, a studio APA is. Uh, just a different take on how I wanted to perceive visuals like a long time ago as a kid. You know, it's something I've always wanted to do. But, you know, when you're young, you have ideas. You don't necessarily have control over those ideas because you're in such a, you're in such a hodgepodge mix of people that have some kind of say in the project. But Studio APA is it's me and my partner, Chaz, as artists trying to really get across the message that we wanted. And we had similar backgrounds. Like he worked for Warner Brothers as a visual effects artist, and you know, at the time I was at Universal doing storyboard conception um, and script supervising. So it was kind of like we always wanted to produce, produce our own stuff, you know. And um, you know, we had we had success in you know getting work on our own. But I think you know joining together and when we made this film, which took like two and a half years to do. It was amazing. Like the name of the film, you know, Hibaksha, Hibaksha. It's a Japanese term that means uh, atomic bomb survivor. Oh wow! Yeah, these guys, these guys that have suffered through, you know, the World War II effects mm-hmm. of the bombing, the atomic bomb. They they classified them like, you know, this is what they classified themselves as, and it was very poignant because um, it tells a story about our friend who actually went through the bombing and it gave such a detailed visual of how she went about her life from the beginning of that to the end of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it got, you know, after we, uh, you know, we screened it and then we did our festival run. It was like a year long festival run about, we made about like a 50 
to 60 college tour stop for like the movie. And that, that took over like the next two and a half years of our life trying oh to gosh. get to the next. And so we were essentially on tour for like from yeah. 2012 to 2014 up to spring, spring of this year. Yeah. So, no, no, it was amazing, man. And, you know, it was just, it's nothing like a concert. It's kind of like, you know, it's a, it's a movie screening, but it's kind of like you're getting this feedback for real. Like, it's not like YouTube where you yeah. put it up and you're yeah. getting like these line of comments. No, dude, like the, the realistic feedback is amazing. Like you see the emotion. It's not behind a computer screen. Yeah. So it was amazing to see just the emotion of like what this lady went through, how she took it, what people thought of about her and it was just like it was harsh you know like, and people who actually suffered through that or at least have relatives that were involved or some way or shape and form, they came they had stuff to contribute to and it was like you know we're really glad you did this and you know it was really for us it wasn't really to tell a war story or anything it was just really to get across a personal message that you know that the, the things that happened in our life you know, no matter what happens, like, you know, someone could drop a bomb on you or someone could kill your family, you know, something like devastating can happen, but the community around you and you as a person can really shine as a beacon and really help, uh, you know, help the cause by being better, by being the bigger person and helping others. You know, that was the big thing, you know, that was the message. Um, and she was never bitter about anything that happened to her. You know, like it's like sometimes you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sometimes something's gonna happen to you and you don't know why. But the point is to always be strong and kind of move forward and always uh, make the awareness of, um, you know, giving people the opportunity to learn about your story. Wow, that's just beautiful, man. Seriously, yeah. very, 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 very moving. Thank you, man. Very powerful words. I was just gonna <laughs> ask, uh, you, you've worked in yeah. the industry since you were a child. Um, I mean, you've worked in all all different angles of it, you know, from, from being in front of the camera to be behind the camera to being way behind the scenes and, and just controlling the whole thing uh, to, to yeah. right to being the writer that, you know, start that it all starts from. Right. You've got to have some some stories um, uh, to share with us today, either something really funny or just something that that has stuck by you and stands out um, over all these years. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, um, it's not necessarily so much the network stuff. The network stuff is kind of degrading, if I had to say. Um, I can give you that that story, and I can just give you some, you know, kind of free-flowing stories that yeah, have happened. sure, man. Yeah. Whatever is comfortable for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, so I was a man show, Comedy Central, um, 1999. This is like when I was in my freshman year in college, right? This is like nothing I've ever done because I've done a lot of kids stuff like you know nickelodeon stuff comedy central is more of an adult catered channel if you guys know or heard comedy central yeah oh yeah comedy central yeah yeah the man show with um at the time jimmy kimmel before he got really big right um and adam carolla that's it yeah right um i had a guest spot on it and i was it was like basically like the audition process was like they were trying to find the nerdiest asian kid that they could and i just so happened to be i i fit the bill mm -hmm. you know so the audition process is like you know come in okay like squint a little bit and you know okay just don't say anything like buck your teeth you know and oh my god yeah you know, like that's the audition like and you don't know what it's for because they don't really specify what the auditions for but it's like that's what they were casting for and my commercial rep was like or yeah like, yeah you know like 
there's a gig, whatever. And you know, this is job, yeah. It's job, whatever, you know. So I'm like, I get the part. And um, if you ever see this clip on Comedy Central, you'll you'll probably see it. But they don't air the Man Show anymore. But I have the DVDs. I've shown people who have asked me for this clip. Yeah, I want to see this. Yeah, no, it's it's just like the most surreal thing I've ever experienced. It's like a bunch of drunk 40, 50-year-old dudes like just barking and like drinking. And it's just, yeah, you know. And um, the segment was for... Uh, for like college, like back to school manovations, you know, it's like these inventions made by man, right? And it was just like things to get by college, right? To um, make sure like it would be easy for the college slacker, for the common college slacker. And, um, you know, it's just like certain things like, you know, how to get over a hangover real fast. Like they have an invention for that. And, um, you know, it's funny. And ultimately at the end, it's like, you can't do your homework while you're drunk, you can't take your test and all that stuff without your very own Asian kid, you know? And it's like, and they open the door and it's just me as like, they pick me up as like a little buck 40, you know, scrawny Asian kid. I'm just with like really, really thick glasses, squinty eyes and a bad haircut. And everyone's just like cheering, cheering. And that was like my, my, my real, real uh, wow moment because like I'd never been exposed to like a a stage or whatever sound studio with that many people cheering for you. And I think at the time I was really nervous just like, because I, I only do things in front of camera, like with a few people watching, this was like a live, this is a live set. And when that happened, it really um, opened my eyes and I wasn't afraid to perform in public anymore for some reason, because when you have a bunch of these dudes barking at you and when you have all these like big, you know, you know, breasted models, like bouncing up and like rubbing them in your face and kissing you and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? This is not so bad. I, think I can, <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think I can do, I think I can do anything now because like, this is like, this is just wow. You know, like well, it was funny. funny. It sounds so racist to me, to be honest with you. You know what? You know, like, I remember that show and I, I remembered actually not being a fan of it because it was just so chauvinistic and so, it's you know so um what's i can't I, i'm lost words right now but i don't know it's just it's it's not what i believe in you know what i mean i get you and no we've had a lot of talks especially since i've been kind of involved in that community just trying to bring asian americans up in the uh entertainment scene mm -hmm. is it i mean it, uh, fortunately it aired at a time where no one really cared I was so say, much that, that wouldn't fly nowadays eh no, 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 it is not PC. But back in the time when it was a bit, like, it was just kind of like, look, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, that's fine, whatever, you know. Yeah, now, like, we have blogs, we have people that say stuff about it, you know, we have commentary now, mm -hmm. like, all across for the board. For better or for worse, of course. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. This, this learning experience came at a time where it was like, okay, people aren't going to be super sensitive about the whole agenda where, you know, oh, like they're they're perpetuating stereotypes yeah, as as I mean, but that was the name of the game. You know, like I think but that was yeah. It seemed like yeah. also you you got a lot out of it too, though, which is great. Yeah, no, no, but that experience taught me, like, dude, like, you know, I can do anything, like live. You know, like I'm not afraid. That's I'm not afraid. Awesome. I'm not afraid. Like that's when my cherry was popped. Like <laughs> that, that that day, you know, it's like yeah, I was like, oh, dude. I'm not afraid anymore. I think that's like, if you, if you want to cure stage fright or if you want to cure anything like where you're just nervous to be in public and performing or something like that, 
do something just like to throw you over the edge, you know? And that's, that's the one suggestion I would have. It doesn't work all the time, but for me, like for people like me that, that were just kind of like getting into it, that really wanted to do it, but had something kind of holding them back. Yeah. It's just kind of like go all in, man. Just go all in. I love that. So, and other stories I have are just really just chilling, you know, and um, getting to have great conversation with people, um, you know, just like, like who, Any, anyone that stands out to you? Like um, Justin Lin, the director of the, the Fast and the Furious series. Um, yeah. Like very brief conversations. And then eventually, um, you know, just people that I gotten to know, like through the Universal branch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to talk with Bow Wow when he was when he was popular. Yeah, we were we were with a few actors and actresses who had done some voiceover work for like you know Family Guy and stuff like that, American Dad. Cool. Yeah, and um, you know, essentially like two yeah, of my favorite him, shows. Those are great shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, some of the actors like we ended up recording with, and you know, they in a relaxed environment where it's not controlled like by Fox or anything like that. We say, you know, let's, let's just bring some blunts, just get relaxed. <laughs> don't chill. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this guy, he brought his girlfriend and they made brownies <laughs> and I've never had, I never had one up until that point. Yeah. And when I had one, like, I think I was tripping the most because like, <laughs> you know, like, it's like I ate more than more than the you know prescribed amount. You know, it's like they said, yeah, right. It's like I ate one and I didn't feel anything because it I takes ate, time. <laughs> I ate two, I didn't feel anything, and then <laughs> I ate three. It's like how many did you eat? You know, and she bought like at least twenty of them. So I'm like, I thought, like, come on, you know, at least like I was supposed to have more than two, right? So I'm like, oh, you know, I don't think that was a good idea. And I think I was just running to the bathroom. Oh, really? And I just sat there and I didn't come out until like nighttime. Like we started like around 12 and I didn't come out until 10, 10, 11. So I was like, and then when I came, when I came to, or came to somewhat, they were like, you know, you're in there for like 10 hours. Right. And it felt like it was only like a minute. And I thought I was actually doing stuff. You know, like I thought I was like, in my mind, I was like, like, in my mind, like when I was tripping, I thought I was like going around. I was like, okay, that sounds good. Like, give me, give me another one. Like, give me another line. Give me another line. No. And then it's like, I came out. I was like, and then it felt like I came into the bathroom. Like, and then I was on the toilet. I was like, and then my friend just knocks and he's like, you know, you're in there for like a long time. Right. And it was like, how long dude? Like, I, Steve gets shit done, man. <laughs> that's how you get stuff well, done, right? <laughs> well, well, now it's not a policy anymore to have that stuff because now it's like, okay, okay, you know what? I'm not being productive and that was yeah. cool. But the experience taught me a lesson. Never yes, exactly. do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Though. Well, you know, I guess, I guess besides never yeah. do drugs, what's, what other advice would you have to uh, <laughs> aspiring artists and aspiring creatives? You know, aspiring creatives, um, yeah, you know, I, I get so much great advice from people. It's amazing that, um, that um, I'm, I'm able to intake all this. And I always ask for advice, too, because it's from, even from, like, people that are younger than me, but I know have had, like, a lot of experience in the industry. They always say, they always say um, if you're not willing to invest everything in what you're willing to do, what in any uh, passion project or career that you're going to do or plan to be in your life if you're not willing to invest you know everything you should just stop doing it you know um 
and I say that to everyone now that wants to do like an album or like a project or a film or something of that nature because I ask them like do you believe in your project this much that you'd be willing to invest your life savings into it generally financial you know, like a financial advisor would obviously beckon at that and say no obviously you sh shouldn't invest everything but I mean more so emotionally and maybe like some financially mm -hmm. to at least have the project see the light of day you know absolutely I couldn't agree with you more you know um, I, man I you were before we started the interview we were talking about my documentary rock and proof and my life savings man everything <laughs> everything you know it's what you have yeah. to do man and you know people like you inspire me as well just to do it you know what i mean just put put everything put like you said you have to put it all in there man all of it anything you got in your heart in your mind everything that's no no man. no man and i appreciate you for doing that and for giving us a window into your life and just showing us the process of how to make a really really great album Thanks. and a personal one too and a personal one too. Like I'm, you know, that's why I was touched. Like this is why, like when I followed you from day one, this is something I, I had to give you props for in person. So you know, thank you so much for doing that, Marcio. I appreciate that, man. Oh, likewise, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah of course. It definitely means a lot. No, no, dude. It means so much. Thank you. You know, and like I said, you deserve your props. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, you deserve your props. Um, yeah. Honestly, man. Like seriously, I know I already said this, but coming from you, that does does definitely mean a lot just Dude. and if i had a more of a voice maybe i could articulate <laughs> a bit more <laughs> i know <laughs> trying so no, it's okay, man. I, 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 I sense the emotions you yes, exactly you have nothing to worry about i got you and ross thank you so much for doing this you know for you taking the time to do this it's like absolutely yeah I, and i i was looking through your twitter uh, as you do okay. and i saw a quote yeah. that really stood out to me and the reason it stood out to me is because it's kind of something I tell a lot of like my clients and people that, that I know who you know like are maybe maybe kind of let their ego get in the way a little bit and the quote was humility is becoming a lost art but it's not difficult to practice it means you realize that others have been involved in your success and yes. I think it's a really important thing to kind of remind ourselves because I think everyone can get caught up a little bit, you know, in the moment when, when things are going really well, you think, yeah, this is all happening, but it didn't just happen because of you. Like you might've had a big part to play, but there's always going to be other people that have helped to make it happen. And yeah, I just, um, I saw it and I favorited it and I was like, yeah, that stood out to me. I just wanted to mention it. You want, so you want to know, you want to know the story behind that quote? Yes. Yeah. Wait. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, okay, so the thing, okay, um, I think, like, I posted that, like, a few, maybe a month ago or so. Um, I met Pharrell on the set of The Voice. Pharrell is, like, one of those inspirational dudes that has touched, like, everybody. And uh, because of my contacts with Universal, they knew I was a fan. They, you know, they invited me over. My friend is an associate producer on The Voice in America, and he was one of the judges. And, um, yeah, like, he made, she made it happen where I was able to get a few words with him. And he, I told him I loved his new album. I told him, like, you did it right. I told him that I listen to it all the time. And, like, you know, you've been so inspirational for everybody. And, you know, just I can't, I can't say enough. And 
he said something that along the lines to me that like um yeah like yeah man the songs they were me but the people you know the people that helped make the song what it was who brought it up who listened to it who put it on spins on the radio they were the real they were the real reason for why i am where i am you know and i i was like i get it man i get it because like it wasn't just me it wasn't just him it was everybody like you know it just doesn't start with the production it starts with everything and it ends with everything else so it's like yeah. i had to post that quote because i remember i was gonna do it a few months after and it just came up in my mind that like pharrell told me this so i was like hell yeah i'm gonna put this up and um yeah and it was along the lines of what i just said you know with humility you know it's a good one he has a lot of good quotes actually um i also like the one um work with people you know collaborate with people you can learn from i think it's something oh, along that. those lines i like that one I think obviously that's, yeah obviously <laughs> that's like that's these are these are like the 10 commandments to being an artist you know it's like that's it right there collaborate it's like they're simple concepts but it's the kind of thing that people you can forget it or you push it to one side yeah. but you need to keep reminding yourself of these things because it's the only way you're going to kind of move forward and and help other people while you're helping yourself exactly oh, I love that yeah exactly that's, 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 a, that's a me you can call is that a you is that a you quote <laughs> <No>. yeah you, <laughs> you can call me you can call me on that one I like it. <laughs> dude that's awesome that's awesome man Would you we have we have some fun <laughs> questions for you <laughs> yes are you ready steve sure <laughs> Co coffee or tea tea Meat or veggies? Meat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Meat. CD or vinyl? <sighs> vinyl. Summer or winter? Lately winter. Summer's been hell over here. I'm sorry. It's, <laughs> it's, it's lasted way too long. It must I'm, be so I'm, terrible for you. <laughs> I'm tired, man. I'm tired of summer now. I want, I'm ready to get in my hoodie and just, uh, just kind of bundle up in my house next to my fireplace. That's all I want. <laughs> drama or comedy? Comedy. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Good call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cookies or cantaloupe? Cookies. Oh, hell yeah. Friends Cookies. or Fraser? Friends. Directing or producing? Directing. Mac or PC? Mac. Imagination or reality? I want to say both. Yoga or yogurt? Ooh, <laughs> yogurt. How about yogurt? Ooh, yogurt. How, about, how about yogurt while you're doing yoga? Not that's oh. an option. That'd be I difficult. Mean, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> you know, like the thing with me is like I'm lactose intolerant. No tolerant for that lactose. Like Sorry, that's a Seinfeld like reference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes, of course. I, I love this. No, so like I have an hour window. So I say yogurt, but you know, you never know what happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Breaking Bad which is amazing. Oh yeah. Or Game of Thrones, which is also amazing, but I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Uh, what? We're huge fans of Breaking Bad though. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Breaking Bad, but I never watched Game of Thrones. Neither have I. Do you notice like half of the art that I post is very Game of Thrones related? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and, none of it, and none of it is really Breaking Bad related, so yeah. yeah I so. think you give us your answer. <laughs> oh no, don't get me wrong, dude. Breaking Bad, like, I watched that. I watched that entire series twice. Oh, really? Like, what, like live, live while I was on, it was airing, and while I was on Netflix. Yeah. So, 
Steven Spielberg yes. or James Cameron? Spielberg. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? <laughs> oh, Michael Jackson. Come yeah. on. Come on now. Come on. Sorry, now. Ross. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> I was raised on Michael Bolton to music. <laughs> Dude, Just Michael Bolton. Clarify. So was I, actually. Michael Jackson. You got you got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. Sorry. <laughs> and Michael Michael Bolton tweeted me, so I was very pleased with that. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Anyway, moving on. Twerk or work? Depends who's twerking. <laughs> you, it's you. <laughs> you twerking or working? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. 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 You no. do raise an interesting point, though. Please go on. Depends on who's twerking. Yeah. Someone with an ass or, you know. Or like, me. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or Marcio. Exactly. It depends. Uh, Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? I like Ricky Gervais, man. I appreciate that guy's humor. I appreciate his humor. Yeah, Ricky Martin's kind of blown off the face of the earth, so to speak. Ricky Gervais is still relevant. Sorry, Ross. <laughs> don't don't apologize. I'm I'm good. I feel like I'm I winning. <laughs> I feel like I'm winning this. I don't. It's not a really competition. It's not a competition. I know, but like all the answers I would say, he's saying. So you know, we get Ross, each other, Ross. man. <laughs> I get you, man. Ross, we'll get we'll get some in there. Yeah, we'll yeah. get some. Yeah, we'll get we some. don't have much time left. <laughs> <laughs> we have three left. Go ahead, Ross. Go three. So whale or kale. I never had whale before, so I'm gonna go with kale. It's not. It's not really like if you've consumed whale. It's just like a stupid question on whether you prefer whale or kale. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. a stupid question. Oh, whale. Okay. No one gets. Yeah. Yeah, we don't it's even fun. really get it, so don't, it, don't worry. Hey, then okay. You know what? <coughs> the artist and me will say whale. Whale. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Sorry. Bette Midler. Like, have I eaten? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, geez, yeah. I don't think that's a, that's living legal, is it? I, I probably. <laughs> I think it is in like Iceland and, oh, and right. places they like that. that. They, yeah. I think they. Right. Well, I have heard that. Uh, Bette Midler or the Riddler? Ooh. Do I want jokes or do I want great acting? Uh, depends what kind of mood I am the in. Riddler is a. Good I'll go with Bette. I'm just kidding. I'll go with Ben Midler. Yeah, cool. Hardly anyone says Ben Midler. That's, say, that's a rare one. There you go. That's a Ross one. There you go. Ross, you got one. one. You got one. Why oh. is that me? <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> okay, fine. It, it's anyone's. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I guess we have one last question for you. We do have one last question. And uh, cue drum roll. <clears throat> Boo. This is the most awkward question you'll be asked on the show. I'm sorry, but sure. we ask every one of our guests this, and it's never sure. pleasant. Of course. Never pleasant. This is you, yeah. Ross. It's me. So, the big question. Okay. Ross or Marcio? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Don't make me choose, guys. Come on. We're waiting, <laughs> I know. man. Time's ticking. <laughs> and uh, just be careful with your answer, yeah? <laughs> well, I, I can't sound threatening. Steve, I edit all the, all the interviews together. <laughs> So remember that <laughs> we all know the control the editors have. <laughs> Dude, honestly, uh, okay. So you have to appreciate this answer. This could have happened without both of you. Okay. This could not have happened without both of you. Ross obviously has the voice right now. So if we were to do this interview with you, it would be harsh. 
but I understand Horrible the production evil. aspect. Horrible. Yeah, exactly, Ross. So I, I appreciate Ross for this. Marcel, you get you get the benefit of the doubt that you are you're obviously going to be the most creative person on this side of this, you know, of the project. So I give you I give the nod to you on that one that you're going to do a great, you know, you're going to do a great job with this. So yeah, you've just no. started. You've just totally started a rift between Ross, Ross and I. I don't know if will we even launch this vodcast now, Ross? Or is that it? We're done. Oh, we lost. <laughs> I, I got disconnected. What happened? We lost you, man. Oh, I thought you actually. Like, I thought you intentionally left. Like, oh shoot. Oh no 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 no! I like, didn't. That's but I kind of thought. I'm pissed off. I'm out here. No more bridge shit. But, but like, how did I offend him? That's my question. No, no, no he's kidding. Oh, he didn't really. Yeah. What happened? No, no, like, no what happened? Joking. We I were think. totally messing with you, and we do that question just to mess with people. Dude, that was the best. That was the best time that that could ever happen. I'm just gonna let you know that. Right? Like, Ryan, so, you just like, God. <laughs> you gotta keep that. You gotta keep that in in the final cut or something. That's that was just beautiful. <laughs> Oh my gosh, too funny. No, but seriously, no. Like, you you two work amazingly together. Oh, like I give thanks. like I give credit to my partner. Like I cannot do any of the things without him. So it's, oh, I, I say the same thing about Ross, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's a complete project. You know what I mean? We, we I think we complement yeah. each other and, and everything even behind this like behind the scenes. You know what I mean? It's, of course, uh, yeah. I wouldn't be doing it if it weren't for him. So oh. all right, man. Yeah, getting all emotional now. Gonna cry now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Steve, uh, you're obviously a huge fan of um, an endless and countless amount of films, but would you be able to narrow down um, maybe even three to five film recommendations that everyone should check out? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. Since you mentioned Spielberg, um, I wanted to put uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind up there. If you guys have watched it. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you guys watched it, uh, yeah. Ross? Yeah, yeah, dude, that's definitely up there, right there. <laughs> um, you know what? Like, I've just been fascinated with how to combine imagination, reality with storytelling, and I think that was like probably the best complex version of a story that you can get involving all that stuff. So, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, I like um, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. Oh, yes. It's a Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick classic. Um, it combines elements of documentary. Like, it's kind of like faux documentary, but it's documentary-ish with a twist of sci-fi. And um, so, so there's really no way. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm actually a huge fan of Eyes Wide Shut myself. Yes. One of my yes. favorite films. Kubrick is a genius, man, or was a genius. Dude, yeah. Yeah. So that's my second suggestion. And um, I guess to throw in some comedy for some versatility. Um, you guys watch any like the National Lampoon stuff? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Vacation. National Lampoon's Vacation. Classic. That's classic, dude. Like, yes. that's, that's comedy. Oh, dude. No, like I laugh every time. Like anytime it's on or if I invite friends over, just chill and want to watch a movie, like something yeah. to make them laugh. That's you made me think of Airplane. That's another classic comedy. I love, I love Airplane, dude. Yeah, those are one of my favorite comedies of all time, man. Naked Gun and a Half. Those kind of stupid, funny movies are just, you know, old Pink Panther stuff, man. Oh, oh my God. So good. Steve, yeah. where can people find you online? 
My website is s-n-g-u-y-e-n.com. Perfect. And also, uh, just through Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you should check out studioapa.co. Studioapa.co. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're kind of going through a little rebranding process, and we're also working on a new project right now. So we've so been kind of... What's a new project you're working on? Sorry. So we are making a new movie, actually, with The Roots. Have you ever heard oh, The Roots? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, uh, I met Jimmy Fallon, actually. Questlove? Yeah, I was. I was in. I was, I, was at the, I was at a Fallon taping. Actually, I was yeah. one of the. I was one of the. I got pulled of the audience to be one of the. Uh, like the the band was playing, and I had to like Dude. show that I can't remember who was playing, but I had to act like I was like really excited that the band was there. Dude. <laughs> Anyways. So you know, you know them. That's good. Okay, so um, no, we're we're doing a film, and it's going to include original music by them. Oh, right now, we're in the middle of the writing. We're, I'm writing the script, and I can tell you right now, it's very personal. It's a very personal story. Hey, it's been our pleasure. It really has been. Thank you so much for taking the time. You know, you're a busy guy, and uh, taking the time to to chat with us. Of course, of course. All yeah. right, brother. Hey, you, you yourself. <laughs> amazing night all right you too guys all right thank you so much for the opportunity i'm blessed thank you so much take care and you know uh congratulations on all of your you know things that you have to look forward to in life same to you man absolutely and yeah and i just want to wish you well thanks man much love you too Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 